Hello, this is James Grumbick with Decentralized.media. I'm here with SG9, returning guests. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him a few weeks ago at the uh, Open to Heavens event with uh, Mary Crowley. Uh, it was a uh, tremendous to sit on stage with SG and Patriot Street Fighter and Lloyd Brunson and Jim Price and bring the truth. And I bring it from the vaccine perspective because that's what I've been involved in for the last 20 years. This shows unrestricted warfare. And today, SG and I are going to be unrestricted in our discussion of how we are winning this war and waking up people every day. Let's play video number one. There is a force that wants to silence you, that wants to stop you speaking up. But this is what you're supposed to do. See, you're walking karma for people. You are a threat to the wicked because you are speaking up. You have been sent things, but you've been divinely protected. Those chimes, those frequencies, those sounds you've been hearing are all countering the things that have been sent your way because you are divinely protected. You are shielded from all this. The breaking glass, again, it is evening out what has been sent to you, that energy, that dark energy. You can't be stopped because this is what you are supposed to be doing. You are here to wake people up. You trigger them, you wake them, you shake them, and you make them become better. You are targeted because this is what you are here to do. Wake people up out of the matrix, the fakeness, the lies that were told to them, the programming. But you can't be stopped because this is your mission. You are here to help so many see their own potential, see what they've been living under. Soft voice, that woman, as she said this four years ago in a video, no one would have understood what she's talking about, but clear at the end of 2023, SG. Wow, what, what a nice two-minute statement from a quote-unquote normie, but she's not a normie. She's an awake patriot, clearly, child of God, a songbird, right? A creative mind, and she understands exactly what's going on, and I love what she had to say. Your take. Well, I couldn't agree more, and thanks for having me back. Um you know, at the end of the day, James, this this is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual journey. You don't wake up out of a six plus thousand year old. And I recent research that I've been doing suggests quite a bit older even than that. Mm -hmm. um, but for intents and purposes in its current form, six plus thousand year old death cult, you don't come out of that without a spiritual leap as mankind. You don't come out of that without some sort of, um, you know, galactic level understanding in many regards. And I say that tongue in cheek re regarding the 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 expansion of the human mind, the expansion of the human consciousness, and really the refiring, the reigniting of our, of our ancient spiritual connection that we have known throughout different generational points in history to have been true. And that's one of the reasons that we've seen some of the events in history that have occurred, right? The dark ages, for example, why did they eliminate 500, uh, 500, I think it was to a thousand years of uh, human development, human growth events here in the world from the entire written record, right? Why, why did that 
end up preserved only, excuse me, in oral tradition. Sure. Uh, this is a, this is a spiritual war. This is a reef, a reigniting of the soul of mankind. And that is, I think exactly what she's talking about. And that at the end of the day is why this cannot be stopped. It doesn't necessarily matter how you characterize almighty God, right? You can, you can worship how you wish to worship and see how you wish to see, but it is the same source of infinite love, the same uh, almighty, everlasting, omnipotent, always in control, always benevolent, always compassionate, always present spirit that we're all a part of, that we're all coming back to. This can't be stopped. No, it can't be stopped. So my late cousin, Leif uh, Grundvig, was a offshore cost engineer. Why am I bringing him into this conversation? So he passed away five years ago, but him and I had a conversation 20 years ago before any of this stuff really happened, right? Certainly at this level. And he was, we're drinking beer, of course, in Oslo and hanging on his uh, boat or whatever. And he's saying, what the hell happened after the bubonic plague? Did, did human beings regress? I mean, he just really methodically went through the history as he was told, as he researched. He says, we had the Renaissance. He goes, so what? We made some artwork. Big deal. Where were the inventions, he said. So he was actually asking a question. He goes, basically, nothing happened since the bubonic plague slash Renaissance as far as inventions all the way up to like the 18th century. 19th century. And you know, he's right. And therefore he unwittingly actually realized there was a missing part of history. Well, I mean, if you look at the record and then you start cross comparing it with Gnostic works or apologetics works that came out in spiritual schools during those periods of time, and you cross reference that with some of the references made in the early beginnings of the dark ages by the Roman um, and the Byzantine historians of that era, what you really come to think, and what I'm starting to begin to believe, I can't fully confirm this, but it's becoming my strong suspicion is that the Dark Ages was the equivalent of a consciousness level lobotomy for mankind, mm -hmm. um, that we had achieved certain spiritual adva advances in that period of time, coming back to Christ's message, practicing Christ's message and Christ's teachings for at that time about a thousand years or so. And we were really getting very good at it. And you know, where did these concepts like alchemy come from, right? Um, every, every legend has its basis in a grain of truth, else it doesn't transcend through oral tradition. And it certainly doesn't survive an all out worldwide assault for the historical written record, which is exactly what has occurred here. Right. And we had technology and history withheld from us. And we're going to learn a lot about that, I think, over the next the rest of this decade, for sure. Absolutely. And much, I think much further than that into the future, I think this will become a generational leap because we've got a lot of catching up to do. Um, mankind is very suppressed in our intelligence capabilities. Certainly from a technological level, we're looked on by other sentient beings, what I call other brothers within that broader spirit, the Holy Spirit of all things. Um, we've sort of been looked on as, you know, the, the one who has been really held down and, and punched into the sidewalk, you know, a lot of different times. And so now we're finally coming up, we're getting, we're getting up from that and we're dusting ourselves off and realizing that we're way behind with, from the group and from the, re from the rest of everyone there. Um, so I think this is going to become a, a generational thing. This will define, I think the next two to two to 500 years, certainly, and it will provide the basis for a lasting peace worldwide where those tremendous advances, as you described in technology, science, spiritual understanding, perhaps even translation of the spiritual reality, the, the, the Holy Spirit, the will of God right here in the world into physical manifestations, right, into physical um, products of our hands, products of the sweat of our brow. I think this is going to be an exciting time. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward. I'm looking forward to certainly the end of the cabal, that's for sure. Uh, get through that and then a brand new world. And we're going to create it in God's image 
as we should have anyway. And it, it's great. We're going to exit the matrix all together. It's going to be interesting. Let me uh, put up a PowerPoint slide. and We'll go through this because uh, this is some interesting information here. I'd love to get your take on different things. So this is episode number 20 with SGNN. I'm calling this episode the Biden BOA, as in Bank of America, crash the Marcus. You'll see in a minute. I know I played some of these slides last night with Dr. Christian Northup and Lee Merritt, but SG's got, I'm sure, a different take than they do, and it's worth going into. So you can find me on Unrestricted Truths and Beyond the Bible every day of the week, uh, alternating days, decentralized.media. You can find us on rumble.com. Back, uh, forward slash red pill project. So here, here's what I mean. So SG, the last four Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern time, like record clockwork, we had the Great Awakening 10 days ago. We had something else before that, right? We had a quote from James Madison. So a few things were going on. And then this past Sunday, we get a new world, a new world. And then we have this thing under the United States I-X-O-Y-E. Oh, that's Jesus Christ, God's Son and Savior. Interesting. So my first question to you is, uh, is usdebtclock.org the new 4chan? <laughs> you know, it's increasingly looking like this, James, and, and that's kind of what I'm saying here. We're starting to see that patriots and trusted positions who have been stealing themselves away from the very fabric of reality for a long time out of need for their own self-preservation and survival have now been given the opportunity. And we talked a little bit about this off air, but have now been given the opportunity to do the right thing and to, and to not face retaliation and, and just a guarantee of death for their families. Right. You've got, we have the game board that has changed some that doesn't, that's not to minimize the fact that this is still incredibly dangerous and that you do have sleeper cells and espionage assets and those that seek to be opportunistic with the deep state that will activate and will come and threaten and cause problems. Right. That is, that's, that's always true in any sort of war that has to be waged. But now the game board has been flipped in such a fashion that all of these different militarized parties who would, and intelligence community parties who would normally focus the entirety of their efforts on narrative suppression and ensuring the supremacy of the hegemony at the top, they now have they don't have enough resources and enough arms to meet the demand coming on all different fronts, right? The, yep. the kinetic military front that's occurring in Eastern Europe, Sub-Saharan Africa, the Middle East, very soon to be the Pacific Theater. And the buildup for the Pacific Theater has consumed tremendous amounts of resources, even though no one's talking about that. We've committed a number of NATO resources to that area of the world, knowing that it's coming, right? So they've got that demand on their arsenal, on their capability to wage kinetic conflict. They've got the demand in the narrative space, the breakout of the congressional hearings, and the sort of the unshackling in many regards of the People's House and Congress. We're still witnessing the corruption, but it's now attempting to start again. It's almost like an engine that's been silent for 100 years is finally starting to sputter. Um, the same is true, I think, in the overall cyberspace where we've got cyber actors that are good actors and cyber actors that are bad actors, and they're waging such a conflict with one another that it prevents them from, from organizing their surveillance and reconnaissance of society in such an effective way. It's one of the reasons they've had to be increasingly dependent on these very early AI iterations because the human personnel capability is now stretched too thin. 
And so this, this um, example of what you showed on screen here is an example of those good actors, right? Those that are behind humanity, that are yep. pushing forward, that have control of some sort of very critical system, right? And remember, the true ownership of the U.S. Debt Clock Project has never been established in public record. So understanding that it is a it is a mostly anonymous front, much like 4chan, much like any of those other deep web forums, um, this is the perfect outlet to non-verbally communicate, right? But to communicate very powerfully with the message, with the symbolism, um, and sort of the harbinger of how things have been planned and what is to come. This is this reeks of Q in many regards, just in my estimation. Now that's just my opinion, but it's very much in the same playbook. I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Alexandra. She's one of my signal friends. She's the one that when I posted this on the on this group I'm, I'm involved, she goes, is this a new 4chan? So that's her question. And it's a great question indeed. Give a shout to Alexandra. Next, we have a different friend named Stacy, and uh, she has a bunch of uh, Christian decoders. And they're concerned that this could be a warning that the cabal is rolling out the Antichrist. But... I'm agreeing with you that it's 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 the positive uh, white hat actors that are behind this and not necessarily the bad hat. But anyways, uh, they did obviously a reverse inverted Star David. The Star David we know has been invented in the last 200 years. It's not There's no archaeological record for the Star of David in the city of David or anywhere else in Jerusalem or Israel. That's a fact. So here, here again, we got the Jesus Christ, God's Son and Savior. And the question is, is, is the cabal rolling at the Antichrist with this message? I hope so. Because what do I mean by that? Because I don't think the Antichrist is going to be this physical presence that's going to win over humanity. I think it's going to be a grand deception, no different than the COVID. It was a grand psyop, and we're in for a, I guess, Project Bluebeam or hologram uh, treat coming up. That's just my opinion. SG, what are your thoughts on this other side of it? Well, it, it's funny that we bring up this particular issue because, because it's becoming more and more appar apparent to those that are of sort of any spiritual creed or any religious um, identity that this is very much a spiritual war. And at, at, at the very least, at the very minimum, we're witnessing Revelation sort of being used as a textbook, as a playbook here, right? So people are starting to draw these connections. They're understanding what the impl implications of being able to, quote, buy and sell, right, with CBDC and implantable microchip technology, what all of these things actually represent on a grander scale. Now, I, I want to, I guess I want to step back and really say, and really ask the question, and I, and I really want to mean this for folks out there, so I want to ask it in the right way. With everything that we've learned, with everything that we're honing, with the spiritual capabilities, the discernment, the intuitive connection that we're reigniting and that we're learning more and more about and that we're interfacing more and more with every day as we practice it more and more, it's like a muscle, right? Does it really matter? Because energy doesn't lie. And so if we have an, an individual that has come in a representative fashion, but is not the actual uh, resultant uh, inculcation, if we want to call it that, we will know that we'll be able to tell that the spiritual frequency, the spiritual medium that we all exist in, that we're all a part of, that we can't live and breathe and, and exist in this awareness and this individualized expression. Um, we can't we can't do any of that without the connection to that. And so it's my own personal belief. And again, this is just my belief. It's more of a spiritual conversation, really. It's it's opinion based. But I look at that and I think to myself, would God bring us this far just to allow us to be 
um, destroyed or, or, you know, partially destroyed by an enormous great deception that we weren't able to discern after having practiced really at this point, seven to eight years. And many of us out there for much longer than that, the same sort of spiritual discernment. I don't think so. I think we will be able to tell with relative ease, although we may get shut down in the narrative space. Um, and it may be hard for some of us to, to break through some of that reactivity programming because it is it's always there it's a constant battle right we have to we have to you know calm our minds in, in a in a prayerful and i think quiet way to 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 overcome and transcend it but if we utilize that i don't think that it's going to be difficult for us to discern what's going on and for us to realize what is true and what's not and so i look at these things and i think is it possible sure you know there's all sorts of possibilities out there but the spiritual discernment the intuitive muscle that resource makes you, for all intents and purposes, very, very dangerous to the cabal in this reality because it prevents mass deceptive control, which is primarily based in trauma and fear, from being able to influence your conclusive opinion. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. And even the World Economic Forum is behind you on this. Why? Well, I, I got a slide coming up for that. And you're going to love it, SG, because uh, they're changing their tune for some reason. So let's go to Joe Biden crash because, you know, Biden's always been an entertainment for me. They have the crash on the same day that what happens that, uh, you know, the four, new 4chan board, usdeckclock.org. Oh, and it's the 17th of December, 17. Hello. And Biden has a car crash, right? Emphasis on crash. And we got Bank of America or BOA as in BOA constrictor. We got Bank of America now in the photo of the crash. And it's, it's telling me, I guess Bank of America is going is the omen or foreboding of the crash to come. So we should all keep our eyes on Bank of America and see what happens there. Well, the symbolism, I think, is powerful. Bank of who? Bank of America. So we're talking about the crash of the U.S. serpent dollar, the American serpent dollar, right? Um, the Federal Reserve serpent dollar that usurped our true, our true treasury and our true uh, right to issue and our true right to our own currency. Uh, Bank of America is heavily involved in the, the suppression of the COMEX market, the commodities market. Yep. And the commodities market is extraordinarily involved in influencing basically everything that goes on in the worldwide energy markets. So we're seeing the setup really right now of a, a very powerful you know, one, two, three gut punch coming in the energy and the commodities markets around the world. The disconnection from BRICS, or excuse me, two BRICS and away from the dollar on January 1 for a number of major oil nations, that's coming no matter what happens in the Middle East. And the Middle East conflict is just threatening to add more uh, sprinkle, more, more, more powder, gunpowder to those fireworks, if you will, because we've got the Gulf of Aqaba and the Strait of Hormuz that are going to be heavily involved in any sort of broader expansion of hostilities. Um, Bank of America will probably not survive that. And I'm not a financial advisor, but between the explosion of the real value of precious metals and the energy markets worldwide getting rocked by a Middle Eastern event and Pacifically, and excuse me, and uh, possibly a concurrent Pacific event, there we go, it's tongue tied. Um, yeah. we, could, we could be looking at something that is extraordinarily profound in a negative fashion to all of Wall Street, which we know if we do the research, Wall Street is propped up by those large banks. Wall Street is essentially exists because of the, the lending capabilities and the worldwide mass market manipulation capabilities that exist within those banking structures. Once that uh, takes a very powerful gut punch and then is publicly exposed on top of that, I think that you're going to see unprecedented and original events in the United States specifically, but especially also in Western Europe that will affect how the 
uh, economies actually look and probably will encourage decentralization. And 15 years ago, September of 2008, Bank of America was insolvent, bankrupt. The, the U.S. government bailed them out, right? They didn't bail out Lehman Brothers. And the, well, not only did, but the bailout of Bank of America was based on the fact that, that BOA had to, what, buy, merge with Merrill Lynch. That is a fact. That is from 15 years ago. And wow, have we come an interesting way since then. And another thing to consider with this, James, is the angle that Merrill Lynch was the institution that Obama did all of his illegal foreign cash transactions through. So a lot of that ended up in the Iranian deep state in Tehran. A lot of it ended up in Armenia. It ended up in Italy with Matteo Renzi and the payoff essentially to use Leonardo for election interference. And that occurred not once but twice. Yep. Um, and I think that's probably going to come out in Trump's trial, quite frankly. Um, you know, this this ties back the web of government, deep state, government bureaucratic um, uh, corruption and who the controlling arms are. Right. The money is always the controlling arm. And when we look at where the money goes to and, and where it's stored at. Um, and this goes all of the way back. This lesson really goes back to the Panama Papers, right, of 2016. And then the other two journalistic releases where right. they essentially highlighted worldwide networks of dark money. Um, and massive amounts of, of shell company pools that had been created, um, a lot of them headquartered all within the same, you know, locality and jurisdiction, which uh, a lot, which a lot of that was non-extradition. You know, so you look at that and you think, wow, this is an organized worldwide event. And I think this is how we introduce that worldwide event into the U.S. government corruption at the highest levels and the treason that was committed by the former administration. I'm with you all the way for the audience. uh the Panama Papers released 11.4 million uh, files of documents. The Pandora Papers, five years later, in you know during the the rollout, the spring rollout, April rollout of the the bioweapon, COVID bioweapon in 2021, that released 11.9 million, and it it targeted different politicians, different things, but it's more or less the same kind of story, and it all went through the international uh, consortium of investigative journalists, the ICIJ. And they released both the Panama Papers and Pandora Work Papers. Let's go to the next slide. Oh, so this is Joe Biden. This is a picture of him taken at the crime scene. Oh, excuse me, the crash scene. Pardon me. Freudian slip. Crash scene. And I'm looking at two things. What is a, is a Jurassic Joe, Dementia Joe, holding a cell phone for? That feels more like an actor to me, SG. Why would a president, I don't even see Trump with a cell phone when he walks around at rallies and things. But Joe Biden's carrying one. And then, then he's wearing this hat, and it's a obviously a government hat of some kind. Well, it looks like a government hat. It's navy blue, right, dark blue, and it has this uh, gold circle. Is that for like a serpent? I'm not sure what that is. SG, what are your thoughts on this image? Because that doesn't look like Joe Biden to me anyway. Well, that was the first thing that I was going to say is my thoughts are, if you check out the chin, it looks like he's got some sort of tumor or growth going on underneath the skin. Um, which is possibly the latex on a mask, on a, on a, a high-quality Hollywood mask that's beginning to bunch up. Yep. Um, and you can go look that phenomenon up online for those out there watching the broadcast. But you know, it's very interesting you co comment about the other things. The gold ring at the top, um, sort of, you know, for me, that's almost like a, a halo symbol or you know, a guy that's doing good in, in some regard. And I think that we can say that as far as waking up the world, you couldn't pick a better person to ruin the legacy of um, than the former Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden. And we can clearly tell that we've seen several different iterations of Joe Biden 
um, over these last few years, which tells us that the real Joe passed a long time ago and we have some sort of in institution going in place, right? Some sort of installation that's operating in, in that stead. But commenting on the phone, it's really standard protocol that uh, high-level executives of any head of state, right, of, of any government anywhere, are not publicly photographed with an electronic device on them because that is essentially a, a giant uh, green means go flag for every foreign intelligence community on Earth um, to be able to go in and try to, you know, weaponize that device or harness something from that device. So the very fact that this picture even made it out, you know, online, I think is is extremely telling. Um, this tells me that at minimum you have a, a an optical U.S. executive that is not being properly protected by the Secret Service, or that the Secret Service are perhaps um, being lazy or 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 not performing the full you know full extent of their duties. I think beyond that, the conclusions you were making a moment ago it looks like someone that's just hanging out on their phone waiting for a cab to come by. Um, I think that's quite frankly, I think that's more likely. The body language suggests that it suggests to be. It, it looks like it's very. Um, um, relaxed in some regard. Um, and of course, the gentleman at the top, whether he's at home or not, he certainly is very good at conveying that he's not at home. Um, so that device shouldn't even be on him anyway. This, this, is, this makes absolutely no sense from any angle that you look at it. Something more is at play here. And the question is what? Right. And there's not a single uh, Secret Service guy next to him. Remember when Reagan got shot uh, back in March 30th of 81? And you had, you had a whole bunch of Secret Service you know, protect them, push them back in the car, take them to the hospital. You don't see anything like this here at all. In fact, you don't even see a, you know, a ET guy here or an EMT guy here, you know, checking them out physically. If your car crash, even if it's a dent, you'd still go check out the president. I don't see any of this. No, I don't see any of that either. And that's, you know, when we look at the standard patterns of behavior, what these scenes would traditionally represent, how they would be conducted, what types of security protocols are always in place. You know, electronic devices can easily be weaponized to, to pulse out harmful frequencies, right? This would be, I mean, if you were Chinese military intelligence or um, Russian military intelligence and you actually had it out for the actor that is the U.S. commander in chief right now, this, this would be all that you would need to go in and really um, produce a number of nefarious outcomes and you can do so very very quickly um so this 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 image and this entire scene when it occurred it made absolutely no sense when it occurred it makes even less sense now that we examine it and the obvious conclusion is once you have eliminated what what is possible what is left however or or probable what is left however impossible must still be the truth absolutely okay so uh here's another strange thing i love this this another woman these women are great the women that are waking up Women's intuition. Yeah, that's a thing, people. Get over it, guys. It's a real thing. You got to love what they're doing. So she posts what? Uh, on Monday, she posts, this is the guy who crashed into the motorcade. If you don't think it's a movie, look at his hand. And she's right. And I, I had Dr. Lee Merritt and Dr. Christian Northrup, two doctors, right? Lee's a spinal surgeon with the Navy for, for nine years. They look at it. goes, how many fingers does this guy have? It looks like, looks like a lizard as opposed to a human hand. <laughs> You know, the optical the optical conveyance there is hard for me to draw from, but at the very least, it, it almost looks like an Illuminati symbolism position, right? The traditional yep. closed hand 666 with the eye. Um, you know, that. so again, this comes to the fact of, you know, why are there individuals present at uh, certain uh, institutional shooting sites that are wearing Freemasonry hats, right? Um, not to suggest that all Freemasons are bad, but one has to ask why choose that particular uh, adornment? Why have that on you? 
why be wearing necklaces that have crosses that are upside down, right? Why have rings as referenced by the former president of the United States, uh, which was a skull and bones uh, ring? You know, why, 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 would, why would you put these things out in public? There is a conveyance of a larger message here. And Q has said a number of times symbolism is their downfall and that we will use their own symbolism against them in this process. And I think that's exactly what's occurring. And once humanity learns to read the nonverbal communications and sees it in places like this and posts like this, what you're conveying here, what the broader message, what the greater interpretation is, it's game over everywhere for them. They, they'll never be able to hide again because they've been so arrogant. They've put it on everything that they've ever built or written. Especially the, the pedophilia symbolism. Okay, so so this these two things popped uh, late last night after I did the show. So let me just read this for the audience. Uh, towards the end of Trump's speech yesterday, right? That that I, I believe that was on Sunday as well. He said, "Indemnify in three sentences and indemnified in one. Indemnify, uh, indemnify excuse me, means to compensate for harm or loss. In Gematria, it becomes ninety nine. The event is 99. Bank of America is also 99. Wow. The event we know is RV. Bank of America was shown in the picture of the crash into Biden's motorcade last night. Let's go. SG. <laughs> it ties right into the activation of the U.S. debt clock as essentially a silent communicator to all of mankind that something transformative has occurred in the financial space and that they can't stop it, and that there's nothing that can be stopped. And we can intuit this if we look at what's occurring around the world from an unusual lens here in the United States of America. It feels weird to root for the death and destruction of our own currency. It feels weird to root for the crash of our economy in some regards, or certainly the crash of our swift financial banking enslavement system. Yep. But when we truly understand what's, at a, what's in occurrence here, when we truly understand that the institutions that have been formed as weapons against we the people and that have pilfered our wealth for generations untold are now finally being held to account and will never again be able to leverage that kind of control over not just us, but everyone else in the world by proxy, that's actually a good thing. It's the equivalent of I'm going to take it on the chin because I know that as I take it on the chin, the enemy that is uh, that is attempting to pummel me is actually falling and is, is collapsing to the. Yep. Are you there, SG? You're, you're, you cut out for a second. All right, SG cut out for a second. Uh, let's see if you can uh, if you can hear me uh, log out, log back in. Boy, he must have said something special because uh, the deep state, uh, you know, knocked him out of out of the Zoom for a second. Let me read this. Uh, Biden motorcade crash, crash on Biden's watch. Number two, oil shipping to stop through the Red Sea. Red Sea equal debt currency, fiat currency on the 19th. Number three, President G, D, uh, Donald J. Trump is the 19th president of the Republic of the United States. So today's the 19th. Recording of the show is the 19th. Popcorn time. Have your cigars and champagne ready. SG will try to log back on. Number four, in his Reno rally, uh, President Donald J. Trump said he he first want, wanted to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. 1776, baby. 1776. George Washington, the Revolution, storming Trenton on Christmas Eve, I believe. Ross and Adele are all of that. 1776, baby, we're going back. Let's see if SG comes back on, and we will give it a shot. 
see if he gets back on the same link. Um, yeah, let me stop it right here and see if we get SG back on. And I'm going to pause the show right now. No, it looks like SG's back on. Hold on. Check one, two. Yeah, you're back on. Let me go back to the PowerPoint. You must have said something special because the deep state stepped in, disrupted you. I was actually, I was just cyber swatted, my friend. They turned my phone off and then turned it back on. Um, oh, and this That's amazing. This hap this happens to me with with more frequency than I'd like to admit. Um, but regardless, we're discussing the setup of where we were discussing, I think, the setup of the crash of the serpent dollar, the Bank of America and yep. the different messaging and coding that we're starting to receive uh, from these different areas. Well, I guess to just summarize. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was I was going to before we summarize let's because this all kinds of ties in together what's happening. Right. Uh, we had the Donald Trump Trump rally. Uh, 1776 is part of this this following slide. We also have the oil and shipping stopping completely through the Red Sea. So now you're talking about the energy you're talking about, right? So all six majors said we're not involved. Uh, I heard that the Dwight Eisenhower uh, you know, uh, fleet might actually get involved in the next uh, 48 hours from today, the 19th to the 21st, and do what? Attack uh, Houthi in Yemen. Uh, I, I ran back because I think the war in Israel is now going to the Red Sea, which now leaves Israel, but it draws in Iran and draws in Yemen. Your thoughts on that issue? You know, my thoughts are that this is about to tie into the conversation we were just having about the obviousness of the setup. Yep. Um, today on the 19th, the U.S. military in that area of the world began an operation called Operation Prosperity Guardian. And so U.S. naval forces are now be, being actively involved in this conflict to some degree. And there will be, I think, an expansion of hostilities as a result because there is a strike group that is in that area being activated now publicly for this purpose. Um, this forces the collapse of the U.S. dollar, right? Because the U.S. dollar is based on the COMEX markets and the energy systems that we were just talking about. When you go to the pump, you're still filling your pump with U.S. dollars. You're still part of that petrodollar system. Correct. In order to bring the dollar down, to eliminate the power of the Federal Reserve to enslave us all and destroy not only our lives, but our wealth and, and for all of that for our progeny forevermore, we have to be able to move through this, excuse me, in a way that causes that uh, that collapse to occur that causes this 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 um, predisposition, if you will, to teeter in those in those directions because it has to be believable for the normies as well, right? We're laying all of this at the feet of the deep state. We're saying, look, this is what they did to you, right? This is what they've been doing to all of us. This is what they never they never cared about anything that they ever said. The messages that they they gave you in your academia and in all of your different feel good groups in different areas, right? And that's not to detract from that. Some of those are, are helpful for a lot of people in mental health uh, situations, but it's all been a lie. It's all been predicated on, on a false basis. It's all been designed to extract from you the greatest amount of wealth that was possible and to provide the lowest quality of life for you that was really um, that you were able to sort of eke out into this world, right? Providing that you were going to work for their system. That's the basis that we've all been living under. And so seeing this set up now, watching what's going to occur here very, very soon, January 1 represents a historic moment for the entire world. Most of the world's largest oil and gas and, and, uh, and petroleum derivative producing nations on January 1, meaning the largest majority of the largest ones, 
are now going to refuse to do trading in a currency that is not asset backed. In other words, you have to be able to prove that you're not going to manipulate our markets with your currency, with your funds. And that's exactly what has been occurring for a very, very long time. And it's going to be historic, I think, in its effects to the U.S. dollar, the U.S. energy markets and the U.S. economy, Wall Street and all of that by extension. I'm not a financial advisor, but I'm just reading the layout of the land. And I'm not a financial advisor either, but I'm agreeing with everything you said. Uh, this is going to be interesting. It's like pieces of puzzle and they're showing the world. And this is part of the black swan event that's coming, whether it's the end of this year or the next, you know, let's say 19 or next 12 days or actually beginning of January, but it's coming. So let's read number three. President Donald J. Trump is the 19th president of the Republic of the United States. That I agree with. He dissolved the USA Incorporated for the people who don't know, which is 150 years of enslavement right, to the Vatican, the city of London, some of the, the Rothschild banking system, right, the U.S. Federal Reserve, U.S. taxes, all of it. We were enslaved from 1871 to 2020. Donald Trump dissolved the USA Incorporated. So why is he the 19th president? He's the 19th president of the U.S. Republic, which is what? After Ulysses S. Grant, who was the 18th president. People, do you understand? He's not going to be the 47th. Biden was never the 46th. Trump goes from 45 to 19. That is the way it is. So, popcorn time. Have your cigars, champagne ready. Number four, in his Reno rally on Sunday the 17th, of course, uh, President Donald J. Trump said he first wanted to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. 1776, baby. 1776. Go ahead, SG. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas, 1776 style. You know, I think it's extremely fascinating, the choice of lingo here. And if we look at the timing of, again, different things around the world, right? We're looking at the expansion now of the Russian military operation in Ukraine. Kiev knows that it's done and the oligarchs are losing their minds uh, because they're hated by their own population now as well. If they're caught out, they will be uh, removed from society, right? Yep. So we're seeing that stressor set up, which is going to force militarized forces within the NATO bloc to have to commit resources and more than more importantly than that, have to commit awareness, reconnaissance and cyber digital assets to that fight. At the same time, Turkey, the Ottomans, for all intents and purposes, are making a reappearance in the world for the first time in a, in a dramatic way since the First World War, when they were wrongfully sort of removed and dismantled, partitioned as a result of a number of different treatises that occurred to conclude that conflict. And so the events that are happening in the Middle East, Turkey is a NATO member, and yet Turkey is extremely likely to be the leader of the charge in the Arab world to go into Israel and put a stop to the Israeli Mossad's terrorizing of not just Gaza, but also the Jewish state, the Jewish people there, and the rest of the region, the rest of that entire region by extension, right? Um, that forces NATO into an impossible position. Can, do we support an Article 5 member or do we go in and go in and attack Israel or do we simply choose to stand down and maybe revisit this idea of collective self-defense because it's not in, not in any of our interests, right? Turkey's going to act either way, but it's going to put NATO into a suicide spot where they either lose excuse me, the alliance and, and the military presence that it has around the world, or the alliance dissolves, excuse me, peacefully, administratively over paper, because it's now been shown out publicly to be ineffective and essentially a giant joke. Um, all of this occurring at the same time that the US dollar is being stressed to its limits. It's never been stressed like this before. BRICS is coming out to de-dollarize the world. President Putin has said as much. He's also said that the process is irreversible. We've set these, we've set these actions, these these moments into motion now, and they cannot be stopped simply because 
um, the the economy, the economic shift that's happening and the quality of life improvement that's happening inside this block of nations is such that once we get the governments liberated from the Washington, D.C. aid arm and the control that that represents, all bets are off. Right. And so this is a period. This is a pivotal historic time in the movement of geopolitical balance in, in world history that will never be like this again. And by the time we get to the other side of this. As President Trump told the world in 2018 with a, with, at the press conference with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan, um, we will all be on a level playing field very soon. This is extremely exciting. It's very dangerous. It is going to be tough. There are, I think, some dramatic and turbulent times ahead for uh, especially the normie population in the United States and the normie population in the Western European nations. But God willing, we all get through it together. We lean on one another. We encourage one another. We help our neighbor. We help one another out, right? We endure through through tough times. And we come out on the other side with not only the appreciation and the community restoration and the community trust, excuse me, restored between you know neighbors in different localities, but we also have an, uh, a much less fettered, a much more uh, open and transparent and uh, within our own control, if we will, governmental levers of power that we can then step into and use to hold those that have done humanity harm to account. Yeah, and and, and to add to the BRICS, there's 20 new nations going to join them in uh, January. So there you go, people. BRICS are getting bigger, not smaller. And it's inevitable, as S. Genon's famous quote, right? We are inevitable. Well, BRICS are inevitable. And to add to this, we had also on the 17th, oh, almost at 1700, by the way, SG, 4.55 p.m. Eastern Time, December 17th, 2023, DEFCON Warner says, so the U.S. Space Command says it has reached full operational capability. And I'm like, well, what could possibly full operational uh, capability? I'm thinking, oh, it must be the QFS, the quantum financial system, which will be on Starlink satellites, around the world, bypasses the Bank of International Settlements, bypasses Davos, bypasses the World Bank, bypasses IMF. I mean, this is just amazing. And oh, by the way, that 4chan on U.S. debt clock crossed out IMF as if it's uh, bankrupt already about three weeks ago. So this is getting exciting, SG. So if we crash the old Babylonian system, I know we're kind of like we grew up with, with greenbacks and all this stuff. If that thing gets destroyed... Soon, we're not going to a 10-year depression, people. We, we got this new financial system, which is probably tied to the BRICS system, which could be gold-backed, like you said. And it's going to be U.S. Space Command that, that basically runs this bad boy. And that was supposed to be the weapons that the globals are going to use against us, right? They they they. I learned 20 years ago, and I, uh, you and I mentioned this about six months ago, that a friend of mine, Telecom, asked, asked an electronic satellite engineer, what the hell's inside them? Because they call it communication satellites. He goes, well, that's nonsense. 10% is communication, 90% is financial. So the globals are building out this financial system to enslave us on the Fed coin to CBDC, like China, and they planned this out 25, 30 years ago. SG, jump in here. You know, what is so incredible with the U.S. Space Force is the U.S. Space Force being the newest branch and the branch that was implemented under the Trump administration 
has proven itself out to be absolutely crucial to this entire Great Awakening, um, the entire coordination of the broader military operation, the collection of different data around the world in real time as the elections were being stolen in the United States, right? Where were, where were the servers at? Where were the origination points? Where were the gateway pathways, the junctions, the nodes, all of this sort of mapping and reconnaissance, right? It would not have been possible without a low earth orbit or a high sky orbit, depending on what you want to call it, uh, militarized capability that was that was uh, that made it easy to streamline and collect broad mass data aggregation, right? So not only that, though, the U.S. Space Force operates as a department of the Air Force, which is a National Guard capable component of the U.S. military, which means the Space Force is also capable of being interfaced with National Guard command authorities. And so the National Guard during catastrophic national emergencies can be activated in coordination with missions from the Marine Corps, which is a presidential directive uh, organization within the United States military, the Department of the Navy, United States Marine Corps, right? Presidential authority. And right. so what you have here is through the chain of command, through the different levels of combatant command, and through Trump's executive orders that seized tremendous amounts of Wall Street over the different, the, 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 excuse me, the different serious human rights abuses, the election fraud of 2018, 2020, and then beyond, right? These executive orders repurposed, for all intents and purposes, the assets of the entire worldwide SWIFT financial banking system based out of North America, Wall Street, uh, and originating, of course, in Western Europe underneath the Rothschild dynasty and other members of those elitist families. And so these, these resources have been steadily uh, recouped over this period of time, in addition to the kinetic operations that have occurred to draw out the intelligence assets, the militarized fighters, right, the combatant assets, the traitors in U.S. government and other governments around the world, right? All of that occurs as well. That's why this is some of the most complex military operations ever devised, according to Chris Miller, right, outgoing Secretary of Defense, uh, December of 2020. Yep. So the U.S. Space Force then would have the capability if we're going to run with this, to implement an alternative financial system and to trial it in the militarized digital control sense, because it's going to be quantum based before an initial rollout or some sort of breakout into the public civilian sector. And that breakout always occurs financially if we look throughout history in coordination with some sort of economic event and the threatening of or the actual breakdown of um, the order of civil society, right? The the threatening of that uh, of that order breaking down, or the actual order itself breaking down. It always is accompanied by some sort of financial shift. And for the first time in over a thousand years, we have the opportunity to implement a financial shift of the people. But the people must do their part and reject the attempt that will come from the other side when these events begin to to play off and sort of kick off into the public fold. I'm with you. In fact, I'm going to add just two two really unusual points to this. Very minor stuff, newsworthy, but together in the bigger picture, it's very interesting. UAA announced a, a couple of weeks ago, United Arab Emirates, you, you no longer need a passport to, to go to the country as a tourist. Fascinating. Now you look at Kenya, and Kenya says you no longer need a visa if you're a tourist going on a safari. Fascinating. So things in the BRICS nations are changing, and we're definitely going to a new paradigm, and it's not going to be an enslavement one. Well, I think the logical leap, right, if we look at how this is planned out, is that BRICS has wargamed the template that will be exported to the rest of the world when all of this is over. It may have its tweaks. It may have cultural changes. It may have to um, abide within different legal and regulatory frameworks that have been lawfully passed 
uh, in different areas. And that, and a lot of that goes back a very long time. Um, but regardless of the overall format that it does come, it is coming. And BRICS has proved that it is capable of, of um, growing its economies, taking care of its people, adding value to its resource offering to the rest of the world, but also preserving its certain individuals' rights to privacy, right? Some of that stuff deals with digital tracking and digital ID implication. And these are the BRICS nations internally rejecting that, rejecting the very basis of that, and in so doing, also rejecting the worldwide system that is primarily based on fiat. So it's a win-win if you're in the BRICS nations, but you have to ensure if you're in those nations that your government uh, is bureaucratically clean and is not still attempting to um, thwart or interfere with this broader financial change, this broader cultural shift that is occurring around the rest of the world. Yep, absolutely. So Mark Crispin Miller, bless his heart. He's been doing great work on the COVID. He's been, been ailing. Um, he hasn't done shows as a result of his, uh, his, his health care, his health. But here he was, eventually got onto a show, uswatch.org, and he exposes the Rolling Thunder uh, global propaganda campaign, which we know came out of probably the World Economic Forum, United Nations, uh, you know, the whole Davos clan. I love the fact that he's exposing the globalist propaganda, which is failing miserably. Well, the propaganda machine falling is the equivalent of the Great Awakening. As individuals become aware that CNN produces nothing to swill or that Reuters is gaslighting them when they know what they experienced is categorically different. Then the Great Awakening, the fail of the narrative machine, the fail of the propaganda arm of, of the information apparatus of the world becomes inevitable in all accounts. And so this gentleman and many others have done, I think, what is a, a sacred service in many regards, highlighting to humanity that you have all of these different uh, distractions. You have such variety offered in the information space. You can consult all sorts of different media, right? All sorts of different mediums that information is presented in. Um, and you can get a lot of different opinions from very intellectual sounding uh, pieces, right? And a lot of it is wholesale propaganda that has been completely made up and in some cases is AI generated. Um, this is not the truth, right? This is not real information that circulates around the rest of the world. Jesus said a long time ago, the truth will set you free. Why would he choose such a phrase? Um, you could have said a lot of different things. The Father could set you free. You know, identification with the Holy Spirit can set you free. Um, um, you know, coming to the Father through 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 me can set you free, right? Why was it the choice of words that the truth will set you free? The truth is the expression of God in this world, right? And we don't have any of that throughout this propaganda machine, throughout this gigantic matrix that has been generated and, and held into place through the mainstream media, the legacy media, and all of the different feeder arms and tentacles that come off of those concentrated levers of power, who at this point have been shown now in public record to be nothing more than unpaid actors for the intelligence community. So in many regards, what this gentleman is doing, this is the this is the essence of the work that needs to be done, I think, all around the world. For folks out there that are listening, you know, I know you're getting tired. I'm, I've been tired for a long time of, of trying to get people to sort of understand things. I know we're all very tired. It is exhausting. But just keep up talking about it. You keep keep the conversation flowing. If there's if there's a, an overt amount of resistance and you know it's not going to really work, then just plant the seed and let it lie. Allow God to work on that person for a little while with what you've said, because you can't unhear the things that you hear. You can't unsee the things that you see. Being around you, espousing these sorts of things really, truly is enough. And Mr. Miller has proven that in great, uh, great extent. Yeah. And for the audience, he's a New York uh, NYU professor. New York City is an expert in propaganda. So great article by, by uh, Mark Crispin Miller. So this this is uh, we got 
Five minutes left, uh, SG. This is the last slide before we promote your, your true social and any other thing on. So my question is, uh, did you get an invite uh, from Klaus Schwab to go to Davos next month? <laughs> you know, my friend, if I had gotten an invite, I would have immediately shared it online and, and publicly <laughs> declined it. Yeah, I'm, um, waiting, I'm waiting in the mail for mine. But my, my favorite part is there's something brand new here. Oh, rebuilding trust. Can you imagine that, SG? Hold it. And that's the same language you're using now in hospitals. Rebuilding trust. And the CDC's using it related to vaccines because vaccines are so low. We're rebuilding trust. So instead of build back better, that's been, you know, sh shelved along with all the other, you know, climate hoax garbage. We now got rebuilding trust because they realize no one trusts them anymore. Go ahead, SG. You know, my friend, I'm going to go a level deeper with that and say that we're rebuilding trust because each of us is a commoditized item. We're all capitalized and our birth certificates tie us to irrevocable trusts at the very top of banking and finance. Love it. And so we're reimagining the world. So we're rebuilding the trusts of the world, right? We're wiping out mankind. We're initiating transhumanism. We've already patented a new species. We call it Homo Borgenesis. It sounds really cool. Um, so this to me seems like a, 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 a multifaceted, multidimensional message. Trust for our investors, right? Trust for the financial institutions that were at the, the health, the World Health Council meeting or the National Health Alliance. I forget what it was, the meeting where Peter Daszak said investors will follow if yep. they see profit at the end of the process, right? We're talking about um, um, reimagining humanity in, a, in sort of in a regular message way, a symbolic message way. And at the end of the day, we're also... Uh, gaslighting the normie population who are operating under the, just the base translation of what these verbs and nouns and adjectives and, and things like that really mean. Um, this is a multidimensional message if I've ever seen one. Yeah, and it's only two words. And what, what's what's interesting is for the awakened class like you and myself, I, you know, I, I, my first reaction was laughter. I mean, like, I really, you're, you're, you're going to ask me to rebuild trust you. That's never going to happen. Why would I ever go back to the slave masters, quote unquote, and, and deal with them? Never, never again. Would I ever trust them? So it's over. It is. Um, and I think that it, that's maybe another overture that they're hoping to, you know, achieve with this sort of mixed mixed symbolism because it's called spelling for a reason, right? When you put things out into the ether, you put things out into the spiritual medium, the Holy Spirit of all things, the quantum realm, whatever you want to call it. It's, we're describing the same nebulous interface with consciousness that is uh, omnipotent and loving and wants to have an active conversation, an active relationship with us as we move through life. Um, you can put things out into there and, and try to try to get them to come back to you in some sort of karmic fashion. That's what these people believe. I'm not endorsing that point of view, but that's what these people believe. And so these sorts of overtures being made very publicly like this, I think it, sh it shows more of any more than anything that they're uh, uh, you know, militantly adherent to their agenda and the things that they want to see occur in the world. But they're also very, very desperate at this point because we've arrived at a point that the necessity to create that impression in the public space in the normie consciousness is now here. That tells me that the, the, the matrix has failed primarily and that this awakening is inevitable and, and uncontrollable. I, I completely agree with you. So we're here in the last slide. True Social at Real SG Anon. Anywhere else they can find you? Rumble. I can be found on Rumble at rumble.com slash user slash Q News Patriot. I'm not on Rumble by the name SG Anon. Um, the the actual channel has just over 140,000, I think, on it. And then I'm on Twitter at the handle the Q News Patriot, T H E Q News Patriot. 
Um, and it's got a blue check mark on there and other copycat accounts of me while flattering or fake. Yeah, while flattering or fake. All right, uh, SG, one minute. Um, what happens in the next three months? Any black swan events in your just in your gut? What do you think? I think we'll see dramatic escalation of conflict in Eastern Europe, and it may be relatively short-lived. It could be a shock and awe type campaign. I think we see escalation of the conflict in the Middle East and in some sort of existential threat presented to the Jewish state of Israel and the Jewish people. Um, yep. and, and it's worth highlighting that Erdogan, who speaks on behalf of a lot of Sunni Muslim nations, I think, in many regards, has said, you know, Netanyahu has failed to protect the Jewish people, which necessarily implies that on his mind is what occurs, what's going to happen to the Jewish people. Right. So there are, I think there's you know, for, uh, you have a lot of opinions about Erdogan, but I think there's a, an air of. A human compassion there that's shown through in that speech. So I think we see an escalation in that area. I think we see either a, a tremendous downturn of or, you know, even a bottoming out of uh, U.S. financial markets over the next 90 to 120 days. I don't see how that's unavoidable with the disconnection from the petrodollar that's occurring around the rest of the world, which at this point, James, is the only thing that is continuing to prop up the dollar's desirability and our economic standard of living and way of life. Um, and the banking system here in North America overall. So this is going to be a very, very exciting time. Be awake, be aware, uh, understand that some, some of this is necessary to change the world for the future. We are doing this for our kids. We're doing this so little ones like mine and others can have a true shot at an equal, fair, just, and balanced life. And that's what everybody wants at the end of the day. And that's what we've, we've never had, even though we thought we did. So stay, so stay the course, um, be encouraged, and know that if, if we were really... If we were really facing down some sort of um, civilization level ending event, the birds in my backyard would be far more concerned. I'm with you. A level playing field's coming. Merry Christmas, SG. Happy New Year. See you next year. Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless.